0: love talk radio
1: it's time for the get ready show
2: Best in pro wrestling talk. And that's the bottom line. The first goal of This right here is the future of wrestling.
1: And it begins. The Ken Reedy Show, Wrestlemania Special Edition. Right now we're recording this on Friday afternoon, but we're going to be replaying it as our Wrestlemania pregame on Sunday afternoon. We're going to post that at 5 o'clock, so 5 to 7 will be the Wrestlemania pregame, so you can tune in then on Sunday. But we are live here tonight. Thank you all for tuning in for our very special Wrestlemania program and you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Check us out on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. And as always, we had a great show the other night. It looks like everything is, is fixed and, and done and with the Ironbound. So check us out on Ironbound, IR1640AMradio.com. And well, you know it's a special occasion, and this doesn't happen often, but Usually my tag team partner via uh, telephone, but on this day for WrestleMania, Dave is in studio. Dave, how you doing today? In the flesh. L I V E live in the studio. I'm I'm pumped to be here. Very excited. You know, it's it's been it's been a big uh it's been a big weekend, I guess, already. Uh Thursday night to kick off WrestleMania weekend. We had a, a great night. Uh, we went to the PWS Super Show, which was a real treat to be a part of. Uh, made a lot of great contacts. So we hope that we're going to be bringing a lot of great interviews and people uh, to you guys real soon. Uh, you know, PWS, they had about 1,000 people, give or take, I would say. Yeah. Uh, real good show, and we were able to make uh, some connections with uh, uh, names like Marty Janetti uh superstar billy graham so definitely some nice connections uh made last night hopefully we're going to be bringing them to the show real soon we also talked a bit to uh hurricane shane helms who's been on the show before but uh you know in negotiations as, as some would say to maybe bring him back and uh you know we we met uh the rock and roll express and we had a great conversation with uh Ricky Morton, and hopefully we're going to get him on. He said he's he's kicked to be on, and, and told us some real great stories for, of yesteryear. We were just sitting there like two kids listening to him, and uh, one great story he told us, and uh, Dave, why don't you relay, it was, it was great talking to him, and we do love the business, and we love hearing some of these veterans and legends uh, tell us stories of yesteryear, a uh, very interesting story he told us last night.
3: Yeah, um, I asked Ricky, you know, uh, I, I went over to him, approached him, and said to him, you know pleasure to meet him and you know mentioned that you know i'm with the ken reedy show and like to do an interview with him and he was you know ap- he was very gracious super nice guy um and then i asked him i said uh you know what happened with your run with rick flair it seemed like you had a little bit of a run with rick flair for the world title and a singles uh singles run on um, the great american bash tour and he said that he worked 17 nights in a row going one hour draws with rick flair and um sometimes he'd even work twice on sundays um and, and work with rick flair and uh at one point, he said there was one match on the Great American Bash Tour where they wrestled in a cage, and the plan was, um, Dusty was the booker at the time for uh, Jim Jim Crockett Promotions, and Dusty wanted Ricky Morton to go over and actually become the World Heavyweight Champion. He was going to be Shawn Michaels before there was Shawn Michaels. and uh, But the, here's the catch. He was going to go over and be the World Heavyweight Champion, and Flair obviously agreed to it, because he liked Ricky Morton. But Jim Crockett Promotions wanted to fire Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton's tag team partner, and Ricky put the kibosh on that and said, "Uh-uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to take the title. You're not firing my partner." And he looked over and he goes, he goes, he goes, "See what Shawn Michaels did, you know, see Marty Jannetty." He goes, "That's what Shawn Look at the condition Marty's in because Shawn Michaels allegedly had gotten Marty Jannetty fired when they split up from the Rockers years back." But it was a very interesting story. Because um, back then, I think Ricky Morton would have been a great singles babyface, but you know, being the good friend that he is, and he came into the he said he came into the business with Robert, and they got into this together, and they weren't gonna you know split up or separate, and you know, so they had, so Jim Crockett Promotions ended up firing the Rock and Roll Express, um, which was uh, something I didn't even know, and Morton apparently had told us this story, and he says he hadn't told many people, if anybody at all. So it was a good little uh, tidbit, and then you know I I said to Ricky, I'll be in, I'll be in touch with him as far as getting on the show. He said absolutely, very nice guy. If you're listening out there, Ricky, I thank you very much for the opportunity to talk to you, and uh, you know I look forward to possibly having you and Robert on sometime soon.
1: Yeah, it was, it was tremendous. You know, like like I said, we just love hearing like the, those stories. Uh, you know, we love the new stuff. We love, I mean, we just love wrestling and and the stories and the politicking that must have gone on backstage during these. Uh, these events and these times uh, must have been really unbelievable. So great story. And hopefully he'll relay that story and more. We're going to try and get him on the show as well as the other names. So made a lot of great connections. So that's how, and that's how we started. That's how we started our WrestleMania weekend. I mean, it's only going to get better. And that's, we, we start the the weekend by, you know, having this conversation with uh, Ricky Morton and, and, and meeting like superstar Billy Graham. I mean, that, that's how the weekend starts. Yeah. So it's, it's, It's pretty amazing, and it is. And I know we throw it around a lot, but I don't know about you, but shaking hands and and meeting superstar Billy Graham was just a a very humbling. uh, I know we say humbling a lot, but it really was just kind of a wow, like just him. And and I'm always amazed when I look at guys who are legends, who are legends Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, even later uh, uh, Triple H, um, even Flair. And you look at a lot of these guys, and you can trace back, like, their characters and their lineage, and you, that they were all influenced by Billy Graham. It's amazing the, the guys who are legends. Jesse Ventura. Just, exactly. It's it's amazing. And just to be able to meet him was uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. A pretty incredible experience. I mean, yeah, it was it
3: was funny because throughout the night if, at, at Pro Wrestling Syndicate, they had tables. You can go up to these guys and buy merch and take pictures. And earlier in the night, I took a photo with, with the superstar, Billy Graham. And then at one point you and I split up and then you came back and you had a you had an autographed picture from him. I said, you know, like it, it kind of like gave me the bug. I'm like, you know, I got to get a picture from this guy. Like, you know, it, it's the last time he's he's made it clear due to his health. It's the last time he'll be traveling to the Northeast to make appearances. So I was like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I went over there after intermission. He was still sitting at his table, um, kind of talking with somebody. And I said, are you still doing pictures and photos? He said, absolutely. So we talked for a few minutes and, uh, he, he said, which one do you want? And I, it was, it was one of the later photos that he had where I think he was, uh, he was bald at that point and he had the goatee. It was like, he said the picture was taken like 87. So I, I pointed out that one cause that was my first memory of superstar Billy Graham. I I'm 30 years old, so I didn't get to see him in his prime. Um, and, uh, he said to me, he goes, what's your name? I said, Dave, he goes, I, I said I took a picture with you earlier. He says, Oh yeah, that's right. I remember which I was surprised, but you know, he probably said that about everybody. And then, uh, He said to me, he goes, kid, this, he goes, champ, this one's on me. And he, (laughs) and he gave it to me for free, which was pretty cool. So, I mean, it it, it was, it was a nice guy. I mean, he's had a lot to say lately about Bruno going into the hall of fame. I didn't touch on that. I didn't want to, you know, piss the guy off, but, uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome experience, and, and that's the like you said that's the start of WrestleMania weekend. What's going to happen? You know, like throughout the next few next few days, it's going to be pretty awesome.
1: You know what's funny? You know what my my most vivid memory of Superstar Billy Graham is is his hip surgery when they I showed re- the footage showed on TV. It, yeah, oh. it's like yeah, we're going to go to and, and it's like I remember seeing him like hammering like the a ball like a metal ball into. Oh it, and yeah, I'm I just remember like, that. Oh, and that that's like my most vivid memory. As, then like as, the doctor like pulled a Lap of his skin. was yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like when you think about how benign some stuff gets, and this was like on Saturday morning, and we're watching hip surgery in like
3: 1987,
1: yeah. 1988. Nowadays, they
3: don't even show show stuff like that. That's pretty weird.
1: It was crazy. So we want to hear from you. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. What are your plans this weekend? What are you doing for WrestleMania weekend? Let's hear it. You know what? And We've been doing this. We've gotten some photos. And we're posting them. But uh, you know, you fans out there. Keep sending us the pictures. We would love to have your WrestleMania picks. So email picks to Michelle at Show dot com. She's our producer. If you're having Who's a WrestleMania gonna... party, you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. If you're not going to the event and you're at home and you're, you got a living room full of people, uh, I know. Actually, Dave and I were talking earlier that uh, before we started going every year, we used to do big WrestleMania parties, and we would start at noon and just watch DVDs leading up to a. Uh, the big event. So if you guys are hanging out, you, you, got a, you got a cake in the shape of a ring, something like that, you know, take a picture, send it to us because we'd love to post uh, as many Facebook pictures as, as, as Facebook. Just as don't, WrestleMania just don't post can.
3: any violent pictures of like you and your drunk buddies like beating the crap out of each other or, you know, not taking a lamp over one of your heads having a hardcore match because we, yeah. we don't condone stuff like that. Like, yeah, no, nothing,
1: nothing we have to forward to the authorities. Yeah, please yeah. don't try it at home. <laughs> good stuff so definitely send your pictures out we want to get that uh out there and uh you know it's been a great day or so so far again we are pre-taping this on friday but we're going to be, be airing it on sunday as our wrestlemania pre-game and let's talk let's talk wrestlemania and let's talk a little bit about uh you know match I was added to uh the pre-show and uh You know, interestingly enough, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot, and and at times over the course of the year, even last year, we we had optimism uh, on like the uh, lesser titles, and uh, now we we have the IC title, and it's moved to the the pre-show, you know, it's a match that I I I don't know, I mean, it could be a decent match, Uh, the positive side, and and, you know, I don't, I'm very critical of the Miz, and everyone knows that, but... Really? I, I I like the Miz in this role. I, I mean, I think I, part of my criticism with is I never really saw him as a main eventer. I like him here. Like I'm cool with Miz being a IC title contender. You know, that's okay by me. Um, but it does say a little bit about what the WWE thinks about the IC title. It it being the the pre show match. Um, I I do I do
3: understand where you're coming from there. However, I said it on the show the other night that um. You know, the the first match out of the shoot at WrestleMania is probably just as equally as important as the last match that closes out the show because it really sets the tempo and gets you excited for the show, and it's it's very important that the opening match gets the people, you know, on their feet, and, you know, it, it, just, it just gets you a, a good start. This match, I'm not too thrilled with the matchup itself with, between Miz and Barrett, I mean, I'm still not sold on Miz being a babyface or them trying to make him a babyface, and we've discussed that before. Um, and I like Wade Barrett a lot. I would have liked to have seen Wade Barrett wrestle Jericho or somebody else and have the Intercontinental Championship on the main show. Um, there's negatives and positives to it. Hopefully, um, it's a good match, and hopefully the two can, you know, get the people on their feet and, you know, give them something to remember, you know, and kind of bring a little bit of prestige back to the
1: Intercontinental Championship,
3: um, you know, going going into, you know, this year's WrestleMania.
1: It's interesting because, uh, you know, going back and Barrett suffered that injury a little ways back and, you know, looked like he was on his way to being a big player and, and since coming back, you know, he's been knocked down a couple of pegs. Um you know, I'm wondering if this is the match. It's interesting to see, like, Miz and Wade Barrett and where their careers might be going. You know, Miz, a title holder, WWE title, main eventer, uh, definitely, now I don't know if he'll move back up, but they definitely transitioned him down to mid-card. Is, is he on his way down and Wade Barrett on his way up? Does that influence uh, where this this match goes? Who wins the match? Um my thoughts, I and mean, we'll get into predictions for this match, I, I guess it's more hopeful than anything, which is funny. That I'm, like, I think Miz is going to win, and I think it's going to be one of those transitions where Miz is going to win the title, Miz is going to be in that mid-card kind of role as the IC title, and and look, maybe maybe does bring some prestige, or at least notoriety, to the IC title. And I'm hoping this means that we start to see Wade Barrett ascend back up into... Uh, the realm of the main eventers. I do think with Wade Barrett that uh initially when he came on the scene, especially with uh you know the Nexus, great. Cuts a great promo, great on the mic. When he first came in there was something really lacking for me with his in ring. I think his in ring is, is if not caught up, it's catching up to his ability on the mic. Um I'd like to see him in this role. And I so I'm looking at this match as kind of a transitional match for Wade Barrett and Wade Barrett starts to move up the the ladder so to speak and, and Miz winds up staying mid card but winds up winning the match uh to get the IC title thought
3: I'm going to have to agree with you. I think I mean I've said this before on the show. I think that they're they're really trying hard to push the Miz as a babyface. I mean, he goes out in the, he goes out for the company and he represents the company well in interviews and um, you know, in a PR, you know, uh role and um, apparently, they have a Christmas movie coming out with him or they're they're in production with one um you know he 's got this marine movie that came out, which i don 't plan on seeing so um <laughs> i don 't think a lot of people you know, plan on seeing it but uh uh I think they they have plans for both guys like apparently last year you know you mentioned that he went down with the injury last year. The rumor that I heard was was that Wade Barrett was apparently groomed to win the money in the bank ladder match that they wanted to schedule for. Um, WrestleMania last year, um, but because he wasn't there because of the injury, they decided not to do it. And there's always been talk about bringing the Money in the Bank ladder match back to WrestleMania. Um, so um, I think that they eventually have plans to to move Barrett up. And I, I to be honest with you, like he, he comes off legitimate enough where I think he could fit in the main event role. He talks really well. His in-ring work is good. Um, you know, he's got a little bit more of an edge to his character now that he's by himself. He's kind of, I've almost forgotten in some ways that he's been with a couple of groups, you know? So I, I hope. How could you forget the core? Oh God. Really? <laughs> Who is The, the wait, core. Right, there, there was Justin Gabriel. And what's he doing now? Nothing. Uh, there was Heath Slater and he's in 3MB and that's pretty much doing nothing. <laughs> and then there's, what was it? Ezekiel Jackson. And what is he doing? I haven't seen him in like he's like I think he's on the back of a milk carton. You know? <laughs> like, I haven't seen so. Hopefully, it's a transition for both guys. Miz can kind of work in the intercontinental scene, and Wade can start to move his
1: way up and work
3: with you know the John Cena's and the the big shows and you know Randy Ortons and all those guys.
1: I, I think I should be in your corner. We should book for WrestleMania the the Rosen clan versus Three M B. Oh, that was... I think you guys would take them. Oh yeah.
3: Well, the secret is first off, you gotta, you gotta go after Jinder and the, and the turban because he, he takes that thing very seriously. So that'll be distracting. And the other two, you know,
1: it's, It's, I'll just, I'll be in your corner. I'll steal the (laughs) turban. All right. (laughs) That's my job. But speaking of these, like these, you know, these other titles and, and we, you know, it's talked a lot about it and we were kind of optimistic for a time with the, the, uh, the mid card titles and they seem to be kind of moving down a bit. And, uh, for my money, and we had a, a long talk Thursday night with some other fans and talking about uh, uh, Antonio Cesaro. And, you know, he's one of those guys. And, and what I love about wrestling is, you know, it's it's sports entertainment. It, it's scripted. Um, we know for a fact that there are some guys that uh, probably can do more in the ring that aren't allowed to do more. So, you know, there's there's no wrong opinion. You know, you think someone sucks, well, the way you watch it, I guess he does. Like, if you think someone's great, well, what you're seeing is great. You can interpret things in so many different ways, whether it's the character, whether it's in-ring, whether it's the way they facilitate storylines, whether it's what they do in charity work. You know, you can appreciate a superstar or hate a superstar for a variety of reasons. However, it's amazing to me that as far as most superstars, when you say... Antonio Cesaro might be the most talented guy in the business right now. Most wrestling fans like agree with you pretty quickly, yeah. which, which is pretty amazing to make that bold a statement. And wrestling fans are like, oh, yeah, 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 totally, totally. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. you know, Pound for pound, he might be the strongest guy in wrestling today. Oh, without question. Oh, yeah, he's great. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Everyone you talk to that watches wrestling on a regular basis loves this guy and loves what he brings to the table. They posted a workout that, that he uh I guess he performs on a regular basis. Uh they posted a video that it was it was ridiculous watching his workout. Um and it was supposed to be his WrestleMania twenty nine workout and and as of taping this show, Antonio Cesaro, US champ. The US champ, another mid card title, not on the bill.
3: Yeah, he's had the title since SummerSlam, I believe. or uh, he won it on the SummerSlam pre show, but as of you know, as of this taping um, I have read that there is a possibility that they are going to add him versus Sin Cara, who another guy has been on the back of a milk carton apparently, because I haven't seen him um, for the United States title, either on the main card or the pre-show match or is another pre-show match because the YouTube pre-show will be going an hour this year. So it could be very fan interactive. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I was kind of disappointed that like they really haven't done anything with him heading into WrestleMania because he's such a he's such a good character. He's really on the rise, and uh, you know he's been kind of playing you know Obi Wan jabroni to the stars. You know, losing to Orton, losing to Ryback, losing to Del Rio. Lo- I mean, you know, he's been he's been taking the brunt of you know the 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 you know the 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 pinfalls on the canvas to most of these guys. So um, I you know hopefully they get him a spot on the card. Because um, I think he deserves that. I just don't want him. I just don't want him to lose the title to Sin Cara, who has been nowhere to be found. Um, if they just decide to do the match on the pre-show.
1: Well, and the problem is, it's twofold because Cesaro, you know, for the most part, is still a newer guy for WWE audiences, and so you're you're, you're kind of burying him as well as the title. Yeah, you know, the title needs a, a stroke, and, and so does he to a certain extent. I mean. Older wrestling fans are going to appreciate the athleticism. Who you know get it. You know can appreciate Cesaro. But you know people like there are fans and younger fans like they do. I know people love to say like wins and losses don't matter, but they do. They do matter on on some levels for yeah. some guys. Yeah, it's not across the board. But no, level, I mean yeah. certain people like you could have Cesaro beat a Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho loses nothing losing to Cesaro. Cesaro gains a ton by winning that match. So it depends on the on the star, it depends on the wrestler when you want to say wins and losses don't matter. Because they do. And for some people, for some fans, especially younger fans, when someone's new, wins and losses really do matter. And you got this guy who's got this, this piece of metal around his waist who continues to, to job out for, for the stars. And I just, you know, it would have done wonders for him if one of these matches he was able to... You know, to get a pinfall on on a on a big star, just to kind of give him a little bit of a rub. Well,
3: when we we talked about this um, recently, uh, with with the with the enhancement or the possible enhancement of the mid card championships like the Intercontinental Title, you know, they have all this television programming. And yes, I know that they that they want to set certain times for certain guys on the main shows like Raw and SmackDown. There's only so much television you can do. To me, in my opinion, a a general WWE fan. They watch Raw and SmackDown. The hardcore wrestling fan that's pretty much got no life, and with all due respect, you know, please, I'm not, you know, disrespecting you anyway, but they watch everything. And there's there's main event there's superstars there's Saturday morning slam there I think they probably got like twelve other shows I don't even know about <laughs> you know for all I know that's on dot com or on the app and I'm not gonna hear here to push the app because we don't even have an app on the Ken Reedy show but we need to get one yeah we'll get one soon we do. <laughs> anyhow that will be for another show um but they could take these championships like there was a rumor that they wanted to make the main event show be focused around storylines concerning the Intercontinental Championship. Well, they have superstars that they run on WWE.com once a week. They could use superstars as you know, a vehicle to push the United States Championship and you could even mention it on television. If they have if they have Cesaro wrestling on Raw against like a Justin Gabriel, then you could tell, you know, you could tell the audience check out WWE Superstars on WWE.com this Thursday night where Cesaro is going to defend the title against Rey Mysterio or Sin Cara, you know what I mean? You can can get more traffic to the website, to the app. They've been pushing that goddamn app for (laughs) for, how long now, you know? I mean, there's different ways you can use that stuff, and then it would be like a big treat. On Raw or SmackDown, if the United States or Intercontinental Champion defended the title, you know it's like if you don't watch Superstars, you can get a little bit of a preview of it on Raw or SmackDown. That oh, the Intercontinental Champion's going to be here because it seems like that the, the the two main shows they dominate with the main event guys, you know, and 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 whoever else they can fit in to fill time, you know, especially with Raw being three hours.
1: Totally agree with you. It's a, it, you know it's like almost like they painted themselves in the corner because they they've. They've downplayed those belts so much that now to build them back up, they, you know, audiences almost have to be uh, patient with with building those titles back up. But I, I love Cesaro. I, I you know, most wrestling fans do. He, he's a tremendous talent, and I'm hoping that as as time goes on, that they use him the right way, and we we, you know, we see better stuff out of him, and we see some more significant wins. Um, and I agree with you. You know, for him, he's got a spot on the WrestleMania card. That's a good thing. Well, we shouldn't say. He doesn't. He doesn't have a spot. We're talking that it's rumored. He should. Yeah, it's rumored. Um, yeah. It's rumored. So if he does get a spot, that's a good thing. If this but right a, now, no, Sunday, we'll find yeah, out. You as know? of now, he does not have a spot, which is is not good. Um, if he gets this spot, and if it is against Sankara, I he can lose to someone and... Someone established, and it would be okay. You're right. For someone like Sin Cara, who we haven't seen a lot of, who, uh, you know, he's another one of those guys. And these these lucha guys like Rey Mysterio and I mean, Sin Cara looks – I mean, he might hurt himself walking down the ramp.
3: Uh, That's why they stopped the trampoline.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, it's, he can't lose. He can't lose to Sin Cara. He, if they book that match, he just – it would,
3: he can't he can't he can't, here's, he can't a, here, here's what they should do with cesaro screw a match and defend the title he should interrupt diddy's seven minute performance that's going to get everybody going to the bathroom that's my opinion have him come out and he should he should he should sing diddy's song that stupid coming home song in swiss or in like five different languages or something because i i'm and we're not previewing the, the the concert that's taking place either just to let you all know so um but yeah i mean uh it's The mid-card championships, I mean, it doesn't mean as much anymore these days, but to wrestling fans like us, it means something. And I think eventually, as time goes on, when Vince McMahon decides to step away a little bit more and give more responsibility to Triple H and Stephanie, I've heard Triple H wants to bring back some of those old-school um, ideas and values back to the wrestling industry and go back to basics a little bit. You know, re- I mean, let's face it, like, he, he, i wouldn 't say the tag team division is rebuilt, but completely, but it's had a strong showing in the past year, and that's probably you know large in part to uh triple h's influence um with his power so um hopefully he does that with the United States and intercontinental championships
1: and speaking and give us a call, what do you think about these uh uh mid-card championships three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, eight, one, five. We're gonna go through the card and we're gonna talk about each and every match and give you predictions. So again, not on the card yet. We're hearing rumblings as of tape time that uh we may see a cara Cesaro match. If that indeed is the case, Dave, who are you picking to win that match? Cesaro. I don't even I don't even know if I had to ask the question. Yeah. And it's a prediction of thinking he's going to win, coupled with really hoping he wins. Because I, I, unless they move, unless on Monday night they move him right into a world heavyweight shot or a WWE title shot, I, I just, I don't want to see, I don't want to see this guy lost in the shuffle. He's, he's, he's incredibly too good. talented. Yeah. You know, so,
3: uh, and you know what the thing is, too? Like, I, I knew of him because he used to do a lot of work in Ring of Honor as Claudio Castanogli. or how, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Somebody will probably tear my ass up for mispronouncing his last name, but um, he, from from what a lot of people tell me and from stuff I've seen on YouTube, like this is just like a tip of the iceberg of what this guy is capable of in ring wise and you know ability on the microphone. Like from what I hear, this guy is is absolutely phenomenal, and he was. Probably one of the best prospects that the WWE has picked up from Ring of Honor. So, um, you know, I'm hope here's my prediction. My prediction is that I'm praying to God you get this guy in the card in some way, shape, or form. You know, like I said, even if he just interrupts Diddy's performance, like I'll be cool with that. You know, so
1: it um, hey, would be cool. I'd be okay with that. Diddy how, go- Did he Did go old- home? Don't come home. Go home, okay? <laughs> I, I would totally mark out if, if, in the middle of P Diddy performing, if Cesaro ran out there, threw him in the in the air, and gave him that uppercut in in midair, and then just ran off. That, <laughs> that would be like the greatest WrestleMania moment ever. So, what do you guys think? Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. You know, talking about uh, you know all the matches at WrestleMania, and intriguing, uh, intriguing to be kind. Uh, eight person tag match uh the the funkodactyls uh teaming with uh what two tons of funk what are they calling themselves these days i the, think,
3: the, I, think the, it's, I think it's tons of funk but two tons, tons of, of
1: funk f- two tons of funk would work i mean you know um and they, they're going against the road scholars and the bellas um the returning bellas yeah uh yeah okay um This is a really interesting matchup because you got some fun guys. Uh, You know, there's some talent with the big guys. They do the big guy thing. Uh, Rhodes and Sandow, tremendous talents right there. Uh, I don't know. There's some talent in this match, but not a match said. I'm necessarily really looking forward to could be a bathroom break match
3: this is this is a bathroom break popcorn merchandise you know kind of match
1: yeah, it's just another match, and again, we talked a lot over the past few weeks about the build, a match that kind of has been like thrown together uh you know I, I'm sure that they they like getting you know the the kids involved and they want to get uh you know the 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 funk going. They got to get the, the song going and the dancing going and get the kids in the ring with the hay and the ha But they they uh, I don't know like it's just kind of an odd matchup. And uh, what I find intriguing about this is last year, going back a year, and we're talking about the mid card championships. And we go last year, and I, I, we really thought, and I don't think we were the only fans thought that Rhodes was on his way. Yeah, Rhodes was on his way to to moving up the Chain. Move. In fact, I do think that if I if I remember correctly, in our pre-show we talked about that idea that you know sometimes when someone loses a mid-card title, it's a good thing because they're yeah. moving them up. And we thought that Rhodes was going to lose that that IC title to Big Show, but that was his way to kind of move up the ladder. They were going to bump him up into. If not main event status, somewhere close to being a main event. Yeah. Even, even maybe main eventing a, a few Raws in the singles competition. But moving up the, the food chain, yeah. over the course of this year, as we've said, the, the mid-card titles are kind of uh, in a holding pattern. We're not sure if they're, they're building them or not. We want to be optimistic. But interesting with Rhodes. They, they, they put them in this tag team. The tag team works but then they split them up because they, they want to go and then pursue their singles careers. And now all of a sudden they're back together. Rhodes and Sandow, two guys, very talented. I just don't know. Again. And we, we, we just talked about Cesaro. another know two guys that are, that are really talented. Just don't know really what they're doing with them.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. They, they don't know what they're really doing with them. Um, you know, this is, this is to give, you know, Rhodes and Sandow a spot in the card. Um, I, I'm surprised too that the Bellas got a spot in this card, considering they just came back. I know that they have an appeal with with, with certain fans because they are identical twins, and it's you know a, a, a once in a lifetime. Oh Christ, I said once in a lifetime. <laughs> that, that, that's for later, apparently. <laughs> but they have a, a, a rare gimmick, being that they are identical twin women wrestlers. Um, I don't know what to say about this match. There's been a little bit of build. Like I said, it's, I think it's just one of those popcorn matches. I think it'll be a little fun thing. Um, you know, Brodus likes to say, you know, somebody call my mama. Well, I think that's what I'm going to be doing during that match. I'm going to call my mother and let her know that, you know, I'm safe and sound at WrestleMania. And, you know, we're having a great time and, you know, I'll see you. They'll see you next week. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else I can say to it. Like, I hope that this, I hope after this match that at least for Cody and Sandow, whether they split them up or whether they keep them together, that they put some focus on them. Um, and 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 maybe even put a little bit of focus on on you know tons of funk in, in the tag team division, dep- depending on where they want to go with them. I don't know. It's just it, it's just weird to me. It's a disjointed gonna... match for the card, in my opinion. I th- I thought Cody and and Sandow deserved a lot better.
1: Yeah, and especially Cody, because again, with the, all signs pointed to this guy moving up, and and that was the beginnings of at least perceiving that they were they were bumping up the IC title, and yet. Over the course of the year, uh, it, it's you know at times it's become a bit of a mess. You're right. I wouldn't mind if they just got to make a decision, like you said. Like the, the tag division, it, it's shown signs, but you know it's almost like I, on some levels, Hell No is like decimated the tag division. If you want to keep these guys, that's cool. Keep Tons of Funk as as a tag team. Keep the Rhodes Scholars as a tag team. Keep Hell No as a tag team. You know, have a, have a bunch of tag teams that. You know, you can have like a, a title picture. Let's let's see more of the Usos. Let's uh Primetime players. Exactly. You, you know, know, Primo community. and Epico. The, you know, the talent's there to have a pretty decent uh tag division. Um but who knows like which direction they're gonna go in. So this this match um again, could be very entertaining. Uh some talented individuals in the match, but you know, if if I really gotta go, I'm not gonna hold it to sit and watch this match. Let's let's put it this way. Your prediction on this?
3: Um
1: <laughs> I have a
3: feeling that they I I think tons of funk are going to win. They are a newly established tandem. Um Rhodes Scholars, even though they split up recently and have come back together, they've been established in a small portion um on television so people know that they are a team. I think you know they want to do. Something. And plus, you know, it's a, it, it's fun. It's for kids. The show appeals to everybody. So I, I think they want to have that moment where you know after they win, they probably get like forty kids from the front row or you know just to come in and do the dance with them. And you know, right? I it's that's I think I think I'm gonna go with tons of funk. Even though I don't want to say that, I, I just think that's where they're headed right now.
1: I'm going to agree with you. And maybe maybe we do see something where over the course of the match, uh, you know, Sandow and Rhodes kind of get pissy with each other. Maybe that's the direction. Maybe we see actually direction with them and a little breakup, and we see a a rivalry between the two of them. Who knows? But I would agree with you. I think that this this match is purely for that moment. It's purely for the, the kids. And, you know, at WrestleMania, I just... You got to have uh, tons of funk out there dancing and, uh, you know, somebody call your mom. And you're right. It's going to have, you know, every kid within the first like five rows is going to be in the ring and they're just going to, you know, have that moment, that WrestleMania moment. Well, it's
3: it's better than the rumored angle that they wanted to do Where WWE apparently wanted to break the Guinness World Record of the world's largest Harlem shake. Um, if you remember hearing that a few weeks back, but apparently somebody has come to their senses in WWE Creative and said no. Um, so I, I, I'm very happy. Whoever made that decision, that final call, that executive decision, you've got my nod of
1: approval. It, was, it would have been cool though, because I was actually I was part of the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people doing the Macarena at the same time. Really. Yeah, they did that at Yankee Stadium a long time ago. <laughs> you know, I like be- in the '90s. They did like this thing at Yankee Stadium, like you'd be part of the largest group of people doing the Macarena at the same time. So it would have been amazing to be, for me, to be in the Guinness Book of World Records as being the largest group of people doing the Macarena and the Harlem Shake at the same time. But I guess we I- be- have to settle for one time. I can't believe you just admitted that.
3: <laughs> I came to the studio to hear that.
1: Yeah, see these little known things that uh, yeah, my history three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. We got some callers on the line. We're gonna get to you right after this quick commercial break. The word is spreading. More and more people are switching to Ambit Energy. Well, one of my neighbors switched, and then I switched. Now the whole neighborhood has Ambit.
4: Who doesn't want to save money?
1: The
2: word is spreading. Switching to Ambit Energy is rewarding in more ways than one.
0: I signed up and got a travel award. That's nice.
2: Oh, I get to safe on energy and on travel?
0: There's a cruise for two out there just a few thousand kilowatts away. I can almost smell the
1: sunscreen. The word is spreading. Ambit Energy even lets you earn free energy. When I get 15 friends to switch, I get free energy. I have 15 friends.
5: Hey, I'd be telling people to switch to Ambit anyway.
3: If you'd like to switch to Ambit Energy, listen to the following contact information closely, then spread the word.
1: JoinAmbit.com. That's mainline.joinAmbit.com. Ambit is available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Texas, and California. So be sure to go and check that out. You're tuned in to the Ken Reedy Show special WrestleMania edition. We're going through each and every match. We've been talking a little bit about uh, some of the mid-card titles to start this show off. We're going to go right out to the phones right now because we got Tony on the line. Tony, are you there?
5: Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? WrestleMania weekend as uh, upon us. It's here. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, we were saying about, uh, yeah, you know, um, Cesaro, the guy, the guy is really, you know, like, he deserves to be on the show. I don't know why the hell he's not. Uh, I mean, if they do him and uh, Sin Cara, I mean, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, you know, like you say, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. It's like Sing Cara, I don't know what the hell he's been either. But, um, you know, they could put that on the pre-show or whatever they want to do. Um, since it is an hour But I mean I I thought the pre-show Like the, the pre-show match Would have been The freaking eight person tag Since that's like Pretty much a pro-way match I thought they would have Put that on there Instead of the uh, Miz Barrett
1: It's a good point I mean I, I You know I wouldn't necessarily Mind that being The, the pre-show But like I said You know for I guessing even for DVD sales And, and that That moment that, that just Bankable moment They They just want that the, Those kids in the ring Dancing with the fat guys You know It's just uh you, know, you got you almost gotta suck that up. But uh yeah, I mean it it I agree with you. That could have been uh, the pre show match, uh but the the biggest travesty really is is Cesaro, at least at this point not being on the card. Uh what are your thoughts on? Like we talked a little bit about Miz and Barrett. Uh what are your thoughts on you think that match is gonna be a good match? You you looking forward to it? No. Uh who do you think's gonna win? I mean, thoughts on everything surrounding the I C title.
5: Um well, like it's they haven't really done anything you know, like with the secondary titles. They don't really, they haven't really meant anything in years. But I, I don't know. I think the, I think the, the match should be you know, it should be a solid match. Uh, you know, I, really, you know, I mean, me, I would just you know, I, say, I hope Barrett, you know, win Barrett wins because the guy, you know, I, I actually prefer him to the Miz. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. I mean, it should be a good way to you know, like to get the, get get the crowd, you know, get the crowd warmed up. I mean, so on. Uh, but uh, you know, like I say, if they put the—I don't know—I heard that they might do. They might turn it into a lumberjack match. too, so this, you know, like whoever's not on the card gets to be surrounded in the ring.
3: For for Miz and Barrett. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. There's there's certain guys on the card that I'm surprised aren't even on, like like prime time players. Kofi's not even on the card. Usually they try and find a spot for Kofi because he's pretty exciting. So, I mean. How exciting is he going to be as a lumberjack? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, me, I,
5: I would have done Kofi and uh, Cesaro. I think I think that would have been better than, than Antonio uh, and uh, Sin Cara.
3: Yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. Kofi and and, and uh, Cesaro, and then just you know, you know, tell Sankara to go take a hike. I mean, I <laughs> Yeah, I mean, cause I don't
5: know. I mean, I don't know where the hell he's at. Cause, I mean, I don't know. He even he said that uh, he. Leaked out where they uh, where they're staying at the at the, what hotel they're all staying at or whatever. I don't even know
2: what the hell happened. But.
3: He tweeted a picture of his room card and he checked in on that social media app <laughs> o- or on Twitter. Nice. So yeah. I guess he wants to be future endeavored because I know that they're just going really thrilled when they when some guys reveal where they're staying during WrestleMania week because it's a high security risk especially with a lot of fans trying to get to the hotel and you know we've been in situations like that you know in Atlanta a few years ago where what was it the 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 the, the hotel's twitter account announced that the WWE was staying there that week and then like the, all the fans that were at WrestleMania that year like converged on that hotel, and the security was like, you know, it was like, you know, Keystone cops at the front door. Like they just let anybody in.
1: No, they didn't know what to do with us that, that weekend. <laughs> we were out of control
3: that weekend.
1: And, and the funny thing, like yeah. we look back on that, and because we were there, and like everybody was in the bar, like we didn't eat.
3: We risked our health you know, and our liver eat. and everything
1: yeah. else. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, we are not leaving to eat, to go to the bathroom, to do anything until Flair leaves the leaves the bar. Listen, listen. This is a quick
3: story, Tony. You, you might yeah. like. This. I was Ken. Ken had texted me, and my phone was about ready to die, so I wanted to sit in the room and charge it for like a good 10, 15 minutes. And then just yeah. as I walk in the room before I even grabbed the charger, all of a sudden I get a text. Ken says Rick Flair's in the bar. Get down here now. And I said, All right, screw the phone. I guess it's not going to have any juice left in a battery. And I ran downstairs, and we stayed we stayed the whole night. So I mean, it was it, it's. I mean, t- what are you looking forward to most, Tony, with, uh, with with WrestleMania? What's the one match that you know, if it's worth the price of admission alone, you're going to pay to see it?
5: I going to say it's a t- like uh, probably like maybe Triple H, Lesnar, and the uh, six man. I gotta say I'm looking forward to you know, yeah. looking forward to the most.
1: Those,
2: okay. You know,
5: those two matches,
1: I don't know. I know cause... I'm curious because there's a whole bunch of speculation in regarding the. The sixth man. Do you have any thoughts or predictions as to where you think that match is going to go?
5: Well, I mean, I think the Shield has to win that one. You know, if they want to keep them, uh, you know, if they want to keep them strong and everything, you know. And um, I don't know. This this been saying, you know, it's like this might be where uh, Orton turns heel, and then they do like a feud with him and Sheamus afterwards or whatever. Because I know, I know, like, I think originally there was there was there was talk of doing the two of them at WrestleMania and having you know Orton be a heel, be the heel. So I don't know. I'm, you know, they might do something where be you know, like you know, like they lose the match, and then you know, like Orton, like you know, just like gets pissed off at Sheamus or whatever, and then RKOs him. So, um, but I you know, I, I think the, I think the Shield has to win this. They, uh, they they need to win this one, you know. And if they turn Orton heel, you know, they just be you know, like they don't need to have him be the guy who's in charge of the Shield. I mean, the Shield's good on their own as 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 a trio. They don't sure. need to, they, don't, they don't need to have a leader.
1: Interesting. Good stuff, okay. Tony, great as always Thank you so much And you guys out there that are listening We got new blogs, we got new bloggers out there We have the Joan And uh, our resident diva also just posted a blog this week But our consistent guy Our guy that is there each and every week The benchmark uh, The best blogger in the business Tony, go to thekenridyshow.com Blogs on uh, Raw, Smackdown, Impact Each and every week Tony, are you planning to do a Wrestlemania blog?
5: I don't. Uh, I don't know. Four hours is a lot.
1: <laughs> well, if you do, let us know. You, no, I'm you putting do, you on the spot right here. You do three hours for Raw. Can you, you can't suck it up for
3: one more hour for WrestleMania. I mean, just skip the tons of Funk match and the, and the Diddy performance. <laughs> I
1: blog about that, unless oh, uh, Diddy up and threw him off the stage or something. Actually, actually, for those matches, just write in the blog bathroom break. <laughs> 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 oh man. But Tony, thank you as always for supporting us and uh we will talk to you probably Tuesday.
5: Oh yeah.
1: All right, take it easy, man. How are
0: you doing?
1: Man, there you go. We're going to stick with the phones because we got Mike Ferrars on the line. Mike, are you there? This should be good. Yes, uh, yes I am. Hey guys, how are you doing today? How you doing, bring? You know, it's WrestleMania. We're talking WrestleMania. It is here. It is the weekend of weekends, the show of shows. We're going to the buffet, Mike, by the way, just to let you
3: know. And it's not Bring going to be
1: closed. It. We're actually, we're going to try and find a buffet and see if we can get the crowd chanting Feed Me More. That's- oh,
0: I'm sure, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you will, and, and, and I'll get the crowd chanting Goldberg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for us? We talked a little bit about the uh, mid-card championships, but give, it's WrestleMania. Give us your thoughts. Uh, what do you want to talk about? All right. Well first off,
0: Dave, I, I seen that you um were at PWS last night and I think that was good for you guys. I'm glad that you guys went and got to meet some of the old guys. You mentioned Marty Gennetti. I love Marty, you know, I, every time I bump into Marty, we always have the same joke about which T goes which time, Mike, was I fired from 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 W W E and said, and I tell him, like you always tell me Marty, I lost count. Well it's it, it's kind of funny, um, you know when you talk about Marty Jannetty, and it would be nice if you guys had him on. You know, and and uh, it would be nice if you guys had some old timers. Um, WrestleMania weekend, I'm looking forward to Brock Lesnar versus Triple H. I want to see this thing end. I want to see Triple H end his WrestleMania losing streak.
3: Yeah, he's got he's got quite the quite the bit of a losing streak. I think the last time he won was against Sheamus. Twenty six. I'm not. Yes.
0: In Arizona.
3: Yes, in Phoenix. Yes, correct.
0: Right, and uh, superstar Billy Graham. That's where his. That's where he lives, right? Isn't he? He's from. Uh, I think he's from. I think the superstar is from Phoenix.
3: He's from the Phoenix area. Yeah. He. It, in fact, like I said earlier, the, this is his last trip to the Northeast to make appearances because his health is not in the best. You know, he, he told me last night he feels good feels okay, but he said the travel is just too much for him to handle, and he just can't, his body and his health can't take it anymore, which I don't, Yeah. have been doing it for a long time, so.
0: A couple of years ago, well, a couple of years ago, I know the Cauliflower Ear Club, all the guys got together, and they had gotten him a new liver, I heard.
3: Is it the Ear Club or the Al- Cauliflower Alley? I think it's the Cauliflower. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, 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 ca- Cauliflower Alley, uh, yeah, Club. It, it's Cauliflower all right. ear Alley Ear Club Convention. I know it's got the ear in it somewhere. That Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> that you know you know where yeah, exactly. That's that got the colour K- Kowalski ear in, involved in that.
2: <laughs>
0: oh boy. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to WrestleMania weekend. I'm looking forward to planning. I, I haven't planned anything just yet. So I don't know if I'm gonna make my way over to Access. I don't know if I'm gonna make my way over to um to tonight to P W S so but I I know I'm looking forward to um, some some uh, some of the good matches. I mean, John Cena versus The Rock should really be entertaining again. And uh, you know, obviously, everybody thinks that the John team is going to win, and I hope he does. And I hope it's The Rock this time that makes the mistake. Um, it would be it would be nice.
3: So you're so you're going with The Rock to uh, to, to to lose. To John Cena? Oh, yeah,
0: John Cena. My my pick is John Cena. Um, my pick is Triple H. My pick is going to be John Cena, Triple H, um, on those two matches. Yes, I am going for the. Well, I'm going for the Rock to to lose. I mean, if John Cena loses, you know what? Turn him heel. Let's do it. Let's go heel turn right oh. now.
1: And wait, you know what? We we we've kind of k that a lot, but it being WrestleMania weekend and and. What's going on and where the character is? We're we're gonna like, we're gonna allow the 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 potential Cena heel turn talk to. to if you want to talk that, by all means, we'll we'll entertain those calls like today because I I, I kind of it's a good point, Mike. I, I mean, I mean, it, it,
0: I mean it's, gonna, it's to it's found uh it's found to happen. I mean, listen, everybody that they everybody that they bring in to to try to help you know get John Cena over with the fans, turn them bad. It doesn't. It's not where it hasn't been working, and you know. And you know what? Be, and what's his name? Um, Tenzai. Albert. He should be thankful he's on. He should be thankful he's on WrestleMania cards. He should be thankful he's a face. How? how you know. Let's let's talk about that. How about how about unsuspecting face turns. All of a sudden now, people love um. You know Albert or Tenzai People love him now because he's hanging out with the Funkasaurus. Um and same thing with uh you know, same thing with people the way they've taken to um well not the Miz, <laughs> Ken, um, but how about, you know, Delberto del Rio. A couple of months ago the guy was a bad guy. All of a sudden now he's good. Um and I and you know, and listening to him yesterday at the uh, on the WrestleMania conference, which was available by the way by the WWE app, um, I I heard what he said. He said that he's gonna be the first Mexican to defend the title and he's going to win for his for, for Mexico, and you know what? I think that's great, and I think he should win. And that's a pick. I'm going to definitely another pick. Um, I pick for retaining his title, Alberto Del Rio.
1: There. Yeah, before I let you go, I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, do, do you think that we're going to see anything out at, of at Ziggler? You're, you're picking Del Rio then to retain his heavyweight championship. Do we do we see Ziggler? Do we see a cash in? Is that going to happen tonight?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, if, if Ziggler if Ziggler yes if Ziggler cashes in, wouldn't be surprise me if it would be on John Cena. It would be kind of funny. John Cena just wins the title, and he finally beats The Rock, and he looks at The Rock or they shake hands or whatever, and the next thing you know, Dolph Ziggler comes out and he wins. And it wouldn't be surprise me if it was on John Cena. That would be the biggest, funniest thing I've ever seen happen to John Cena. I don't know what, or, or maybe AJ steals it or something. No, I, I, I'm guessing. Um, the other thing before you guys let me go is, hold on, um, I, Undertaker. Said- this is important though. It's about the street. Undertaker. CM uh- Punk says he can't be beat. Today was WrestleMania, um, the anniversary of WrestleMania Eight. Today on this day, he beat Jake the Snake Roberts. The Undertaker did, and Grilla Monsoon. Ask the question: Who's gonna stop this guy? Can anyone stop him? Undertaker will not be stopped. Undertaker's gonna win. Punk's going. Um, Punk's gonna go wherever Punk has to go to get better or whatever. And that's the end. Of, and that's the end of it. But, but guys, it's been a pleasure. WrestleMania week. You guys enjoy it. I'm glad you're in my hometown. Ken, I, I don't know if you're from here, but anyway, this is my hometown. I welcome you. Enjoy yourselves, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. And let's get pumped for WrestleMania.
1: All right, thanks. take it easy, thanks, thanks for Mike. <laughs> wow, it's uh, no, we we our 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 producer is is just busted into the the uh, studio here, uh, looking. Uh, she she's got some some news here. I have, I have breaking news. Well, but you should talk news. into the mic. Right, here you go. This here you go. Breaking news on the yahoo.com weather app which does not currently sponsor the ken reedy show we well, have a but it will. it will we have a weather creeper update the weather for sunday has now crept up to 63
3: degrees We're tailgating.
1: Yeah, buddy. that is very exciting thank you producer thank you very much. producer uh, yeah, you know, and it it's good you came in and talked about this cuz uh as we call calling the biz a segue. Um we got the big tailgate going Sunday at WrestleMania. So, uh if you're listening live right now, again, we're going to replay this on Sunday, but if you're listening live today, uh, Sunday at WrestleMania, uh we're going to get to the the parking lot at around noon. We're going to tailgate up in up until the the event basically. Uh So you want to check out Facebook, you want to check out Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We also set up an event on Facebook. Uh, you check all that out. We're going to post everywhere we can on Facebook where we happen to be, because we don't know where we're going to be in the parking lot. Pictures, videos, everything. You're gonna,
3: you're gonna, if you're not at the tailgate, you're going to experience the tailgate uh, on, on social media from the Ken Reedy Show.
1: So check it out so you know exactly where to go if you're going to be in the parking lot. We know we have some uh, indie wrestlers are going to be showing up. You never know who might show up that night. So uh, come on down, uh, check it out, you know, and bring something. We're just asking, you know, if you bring a six pack of something, bring a package of dogs or something. We got, we're gonna have a, two grills going, uh, you know, lots of snacks, we'll have some some food and stuff, but you know, bring something to contribute to the cause and just hang out. We wanna make this the biggest tailgate in the parking lot for WrestleMania, getting ready for the show of shows. So and now we're hearing that man, the weather is creeping it's keep it creeping up like we're 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 almost flirting with seventy. Sixty three is that That's good. I, I can live with the 63, but would love to get it a little warmer. But 63, I'm a little excited because we've been living in, like, the, the 30s and 40s as of late.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the weather's not been, you know, this, uh, this, this spring hasn't really sprung off
1: to a good start, so to speak. So, very excited. So, be sure to come on down. Check out our tailgate, which will be on Sunday all day in MetLife Stadium parking lot. And we're going to keep going with the phone lines because uh, – we do have our friend Dank is, is on the line, so let's, let's pull him up. Dank, are you there? Yeah, how are you guys doing today? We are doing great. How are you? Dapper.
4: Uh, other than uh, a little jealous for not being there, I'm doing good.
1: So where are you driving to? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> where am I what?
1: Driving to. We're just hearing the beep.
4: Oh so- no, I was in the car. I was pulling up the window. Um, I just got out of work, and uh, I couldn't miss the last uh, Ken Reedy show before WrestleMania. So uh, before I get home, I found a parking spot and uh, waited patiently. (laughs) Well, I'm happy for you guys, and I'm sorry I couldn't make it this year. I'm uh, hoping to make the uh, New Orleans one. Can't believe it's been a year already since the big show, and uh, since I became a fan of uh, the Ken Reedy show, the year has gone by way too fast.
1: It, it seems pretty amazing. Like it doesn't seem like it's been a year since we were, uh, you know, sitting poolside uh, watching, uh, you know, uh, an older gentleman and a one-legged man almost getting a fist fight. The dark uh, match
3: before the dark yeah, match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <yeah>. It's <laughs> funny because I look at the pictures you guys
4: are posting compared to last year. We were all in shorts and t-shirts, and now the ones that. Dave posted with his brother, they got long jeans, they got jackets on. It's like, yep, you can tell they're up in New York.
3: Bundling up in the Northeast, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, if you guys have any buffets, make sure you call ahead, because uh, getting stuck behind the Rosenbluth clan is like getting stuck behind Big Show at a buffet. There ain't going to be any food left for anybody else.
3: Jesus Christ, I hate you. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs>
4: But um, the one match I'm looking forward to this year has got to be Brock Lesnar and Triple H. And that's because, to me, it has, like, almost that old-school feel to it. I mean, these are wrestlers that were around when I started watching, and it's kind of like a uh, uh, walking down memory lane with these big names. Um, you know, although they are part-time
5: and we don't see him all
4: the time. It's always good to see a match, especially when it's what we now would consider old school versus old school, you know. And um, I I think it's going to be a really good match, especially now that HBK is going to be involved, and you know he's not going to sit sit right. Like, he's not going to sit ringside like a good little boy. He's going to have to get in the middle of the mix there somehow. But... What did you guys think of, like, the closing section of Raw this past Monday with the whole uh, fake Paul Bearer showing up? And uh, did you find that, like, disrespectful, or did you find that like, it was well done? What was your take on it?
1: You know, it, it's funny, and, and we talked a little bit on Tuesday about this, and, uh, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. It definitely was edgy, and, you know, it's tough with wrestling. I mean, sometimes, you, you know, fans will complain over everything. They they want edgier programming, you know, it's not edgy enough, but then they go really edgy and it, it's offensive. If the family was okay with it, because I'm not going to presume to understand what the family's going through and what a, a wrestling family is like and, and their, their feeling on mortality and the wrestling business and, and everything. So if the family's okay with it, I'm okay with it. If the family didn't like it, then I do think it was offensive. So it's that's kind of how I look at it. I thought it was it was decent. it definitely grabbed some heat. it definitely changed the vibe of the Wrestlemania taker matches like over the last few weeks the the last few years taker matches were all about the streak now it's personal it's more of a fight uh it, it, a that um but it it's it's a you know it's really tough to to give you like a definitive answer on my feeling towards it because understand if people were offended by it i understand everyone has very personal feelings on how they deal with death and dying and their feeling on respecting those who passed and and disrespecting and i get it and i get if people were offensive offensive to me it was good because it it elicited a reaction and as long as the family was okay with it then to me it was it was a good move and and it worked to facilitate the storyline.
3: Like like I said on Tuesday, it's no different than if a television sitcom star who was you
1: know on a TV show, a
3: drama or a comedy or whatever, dies in real life, and they use that character's likeness to either wrap up a certain story, make up an excuse for the person's absence because of their death in 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 the real world, or if they use the character's you know, likeness and. and to, I didn't have a problem with it. it really, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, it got me more interested in the match than I have been since the build to this to this match. So, I mean, um, you know, from what I read the other day, apparently, the WWE had um, asked um, uh, Michael Moody, the son of the late Paul Bearer, to um, post the the text message that, he had sent to one of the guys in the company about about the angle because apparently he put a facebook post up saying he wasn't really too comfortable with it but he said you guys are professionals and it's not the way it, it it's not what i thought it was going it was it's a little bit different than what i thought it was going to be when you guys told me about this but however you guys are the professionals and i trust you and my dad would have liked to excuse me my dad would have liked to have been a part of this so i mean it seems like the family's gung-ho for it and you know there's that, like I've always said a million times, there's that great invention that they've come out with. It's called the remote control. If you don't like it, use it, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all I've got to say about that. I'm, I'm looking more forward to the match now just to see if Punk's going to get killed by The Undertaker.
1: And what's interesting, Dank, is that you bring up two matches that have a, a very personal feel to it. So, to me, the, the builds have worked. The Triple H-Brock match and the Taker-Punk match both have... More of a personal feel than it being just a wrestling match. You have that again. You said you use the term "old school." That old school. You know, there are two guys that are finally going to get into the ring come WrestleMania that hate each other. That hate each other and want to beat the hell out of each other. And that's what you got out of those old school rivalries. And and you, you don't see that that as much anymore. You don't see that you know those moments of. Uh, you know, the coconut getting smashed in someone's face and these two guys really hating each other and having having to go at it and you you, you kinda have that, that feel with those two matches. So all in all again, not offended, uh as long as the family's cool with it. What are your predictions about yeah. two matches? I,
4: I don't I don't think the WWE uh, as big of a company as it is also would do something like that without the like the permission of the family, especially when you involve somebody that passed away. I think you'd be in really bad judgment, really poor taste if they actually went ahead and did something like that without consent from somebody and and then the lawsuit that they would face after that would be astronomical
5: too.
1: And that's a good point. That's why like I find it weird the people who did criticize and said it was distasteful. It's like you know, if the family said it's cool, then who are we to judge how they decided to deal with it? You exactly. know I mean it's a wrestling storyline. To to the family this could be that this this last final tribute
4: but alright well I'm taking enough of your time guys you guys have fun try not to do anything that you know I wouldn't do which leaves a lot open but uh,
2: I'll (laughs) see you next
4: week I'll see you on uh, Monday or next week whenever you guys are back on enjoy it and hopefully we'll uh, be all together this time next year in New Orleans creating some havoc
1: Sounds good. We we could we could do some damage in New Orleans. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Dank. Thank you. Dude. Yeah, it, it's funny though. I mean, and Dank brings up and and you know some good points. Uh, you know, it's it's wrestling, and and this to me, like honestly, like the Moody family could just be looking at this whole thing as as a, a tribute. It, it's a long tribute, and to be honest with you, how many wrestlers that pass away get like get inserted like this? I mean. Again, I'm not going to judge. Every family deals with death differently. Every individual deals with it differently. If the family's like totally cool with this, then good for them, and that's that's their business. Yeah, I'm not hung up on it
3: to be honest with you. I, I, I'm I, I'm more interested in the build and the story getting to the match than you know the the if so and so doesn't like it or so and so gave approval. Like you know, it doesn't you know if that. Doesn't pique my interest like it has for a lot of people. Critics out there that have uh, that have really put more focus on the fact that the that the guy passed away and the family might or might have not given approval for this storyline. I'm just not it, that doesn't pique my interest at all.
1: You know, it's interesting though. The one the one question that I find fascinating with this whole storyline and and what's going on is not so much whether it's offensive or not. And we've talked a lot over the few few weeks that. The build for some of these matches was not great, and it didn't. It didn't have that, that WrestleMania feel. Mm-hmm. My my big question that I'll, I'll probably never know the answer to is what would they have done if Paul Bearer did not pass away? Like that that's been the central point of of this storyline, and and I find it very intriguing. Like was it just going to be respect? Versus the the streak, were they going to try and make it more personal on in some other way? How exactly were they going to move forward with this storyline? And that that's what I kind of find intriguing because this this single event, this tragic event, has made the storyline personal. You know, again, probably we will never know, but I, I'm just curious how they would have built this match without it. I
3: think they would have gone a couple different directions. First, I would I think they would have b- built some of it on respect versus the street. I think they would have also built it on the reputation Punk has gained for having the 434-day reign as the WWE champion, the longest in the last 25 years versus the street. I think they would have also built it on the fact that Undertaker I mean, it, it's been apparent in the past few years, especially with his matches with Triple H that you know, that they have acknowledged it in storylines that he does not have much left in the tank for WrestleMania. So going in there against a guy like Punk who is younger than a Triple H, who is younger than a Shawn Michaels, they probably would have brought they probably would have brought the age element into the into the storyline as well with the two of them. Um I mean, with all due respect to the passing of William Moody, the timing couldn't have been more perfect for them to, uh, you know, insert this into the into the build for this match for the storyline. Um, I think those are the, the directions they would have gone with. And I think it would have worked, and they would have focused a lot on the streak and, and, and Punk saying, you know, all right, I've been the longest champion in 25 years. Now let's see if I can end the streak. But they've done all that stuff with other guys before, and I think what's cool about this, like I said, with all due respect, you know, is that this is different. This is more personal, and the timing couldn't have been more perfect for this. And from what I've heard, there's approval from the family, so if anybody out there wants to cry about it, don't call and cry to me about it, because I don't know the Moody family personally. But it's. I just think the timing couldn't have been more perfect for this match, and, and the, with the storyline and the build, and, you know, let's, it's just going to be a good fight, in my opinion. What, after-
1: what would have been tremendous as far as the build is if, uh, you know, if. You know, Rock wasn't coming back, and they didn't need to, you know, do everything they've done to set up Rock Cena and Punk. Still had the belt. Well, Punk, t- t- title versus like, streak would have, title been, would, with, would have been awesome. Longest longest title holder in 25 years versus the the undefeated streak at WrestleMania. That would have been absolutely tremendous, yeah. but. It's not going to happen. Let's get back to some of the... You know, why not? I mean, we'll we'll talk. We're on that match. Uh, we have a rundown, but 9 10 out of 10 on this show. We don't go by yeah. the rundown. <laughs> so, since we're talking about it, or we have that match going. Um, I, I agree with you. I think bringing the younger guy definitely is going to add to... Uh, he's going to help to carry Taker. Although, when Taker showed up, when he got a little physical, I, I was a little more optimistic. I thought he looked decent. Again, nothing major. I mean, he was just throwing punches, but... He didn't look feeble, I guess. Like I, You know, when a guy's gone for that long and, you know, every year that goes by, he's a little older and you hear all the stories. I mean, you know.
3: Hip surgery,
1: yeah, shoulder
3: surgery, you know. Yeah, you, you're
1: he's... expecting to see him. And I thought for whatever reason, maybe it was the shadows it caused. or But when he came down uh, and he had the hood up, I thought he looked so old. I, there was something about maybe it was the lighting or whatever. And I was just like, wow, like he's really aged. But, you know. When the hood came off and he had his ring gear on and he was in the ring, I was like, you know, and, and the, the real lighting was on him. He didn't like, look terrible. He didn't look bad, yeah. and, and he looked like he was... He looked his age. <laughs> yeah, but he looked like he looked lean, he looked fit. Uh, you know, again, just throwing punches, but he looked like he was moving well. Like, you know, for hip surgery, it wasn't like he was limping in the ring. It did, It wasn't like, oh, my God, this is a different taker. So, you know, I don't. I'm not going to go so far as to say, Punk is going to carry him but yeah Having the younger guy is definitely going to help Take her out in, in some spots I, I'm looking forward I think you have Two guys and it's Been amazing to, to be able to talk To some of the people we talked to but over this week We've had Damian Wayne on We had uh, Dr. Reese on Who is a expert on in-ring Psychology and we talk about uh, Psychology in the ring In the wrestling game and everything Today, you got two guys that You know I don't want maybe it's too, no, I'll go CM Punk's kind of a master at it And so is The Undertaker I mean, you got two masters of, of psychology going at it um, My prediction is that Taker's going to win But we're going to have a, It's going to be a heck of a match And I think we're going to have a, I don't know how they're going to do it But we're going to have something where They're, they're going to make us think They're going to make us wonder at some point in the match that Like, be, oh my god, is the streak going to end Exactly, there's going to um, be one point where they do that like I last do year. think uh to a certain extent, when you, when you look at what happened, uh, if you want to take the negative, aside from, and again, we talked about being offended, aside from that aspect of things, to me, the negative aspect of the earned thing and it getting that personal is Punk can't win. He can't win. No. After doing something that evil... So when Although it got that if, evil, it to me it, it killed a little bit of the suspense, but I'm picking Taker for this match.
3: I mean, you, you're exactly right. I, I would have to agree with you on, on, on all those aspects. However, it is new is is I'm sorry, New York. I don't want to offend anybody that you know it's New Jersey, New York, the tri state area. You know, punk is I'm
1: coming home. Oh, please. Coming home.
3: Where's Antonio Cesaro to interrupt <laughs> this concert that I want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh but, you know, if if he were to win, I mean, you'll get a mixture, kind of like a mixture of what the reaction people gave the Seamus-Daniel Bryan match last year, like shock but excitement at the same time. And it's a Northeast crowd. Northeast crowds, especially in the New York, New Jersey area, are rough to deal with um, for, for wrestling. So if he were to win, you can get that. Um, but Punk brought up a good point in an interview recently where – you know, a lot of people said, you know, you, your your match is after the series of matches that Undertaker has had at WrestleMania twice with Triple H and twice with Shawn Michaels in the past four years. You know, how can you live up to that? And Punk made a good point. He goes, I have to have the best match I can with the Undertaker, with me and my abilities. Not try to live up to what Shawn Michaels and Triple H did. I'm gonna have the best match I can you know, that, that, that I can have with him. Not, you know, not, not trying to copycat or piggyback off of that. And it will be good for a CM Punk. You know what I mean? And he made a good point. He kind of shut the reporter up in a way. Um, so yeah, I do agree that uh, we will, we will see Undertaker win and uh, he'll get the urn back. And to be honest with you, you know, it's, it's an emotional storyline. I would not be surprised if they, if, Paul Bear's you know, William Moody's sons are in attendance um if Undertaker and the urn are reunited. Oh
2: yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> You sang I at least know, one,
1: one ridiculous
3: thing on this show other than
1: talk. That's amazing But what's your pick though I mean Undertaker t- taker, I'm so. going to go with Undertaker Yeah I And, I,
3: and I'm, I'm calling it right now For next year I think Undertaker is retiring At next year's Wrestlemania He's going He's going out at 30 I'm, I'm making that prediction Right
1: now I, I would love to see I'd even love to see him Announce retirement Soon Like like, I don't know if i will have the match I want to see him go in the Hall of Fame next year Wrestlemania 30 Go in the Hall of Fame Yeah And, and don't have a match Let's just Let's have him uh, Headline the little Hall of Fame Class next year And you know, although, like, it, it's just, it's weird. And, we, and Dave and I talked about this uh, last night. It's funny with The Undertaker. As he's as he's become more and more a part-time guy, and now he's essentially a once-a-year guy. You know, years ago, it was Undertaker had all these other storylines. He had other things going on. And he'd have his Buried Alive stuff throughout the year, you know, and all the other good stuff. And then WrestleMania season would start, and it's like, remember, Taker's undefeated at WrestleMania. They'd talk a bit about the streak leading into WrestleMania. He'd win his match at Mania. Then he'd go on to whatever storyline and program he'd be be doing after that. Over the course of the past few years, as he's become a part-timer, his career has been redefined. His career is all about the streak. That is what people are going to remember most about this man's career uh he is defined by this streak and and you know personally i'm i'm hoping that he just he stays undefeated he retires undefeated it's it's one of the greatest things in in wrestling history and put him in the hall of fame at, at a big anniversary of wrestlemania at wrestlemania 30 let's put him in the hall of fame and headline that class so we're both in agreement we've been in agreement a lot of these matches so far you want to chime in on your predictions 3478389815 is the number to call why don't we talk a little bit about uh, the tag championship match Again, another match that kind of odd uh, Tag champs Versus uh, First time we're going to see this tag team in action uh, Ziggler and Big E uh, Finally, hell no Seems to be Perhaps, maybe, who knows Maybe they need some anger management again At some part during the card But on the same page right now uh, Putting up the tag titles Against Ziggler and Big E Um Again, when we've talked a lot on the show, both big Ziggler fans could be a very entertaining match, uh, especially when you see it. You can have a lot of strength moves with Kane and Big E, and um, expecting a lot of great action when Daniel Bryan and Ziggler are in the ring. So, uh, entertaining matchup, odd setup. Didn't expect this to be the tag championship match, but uh, your thoughts on the match there?
3: Like you said, you know Biggie and Kane are going to handle the power moves, and Ziggler and Bryan are going to, you know, Matt wrestle and fly around, and you're going to get a good mixture of both um, in the match. Um, this is not what I wanted to see Dolph Ziggler do at WrestleMania. I would have liked to have seen him, you know. I came up with that idea that I talked about with Jericho, and then cashing in, and then having to wrestle, you know, Del Rio and Swagger and Jericho in a four way, and kind of killing time and setting up, you know, yada yada yada. I spoke about that a few weeks ago. You can tune to the Show dot com to listen to archived episodes if you want to hear the entire explanation for that. But anyhow, um, I, I from from what I've heard as of this as of this taping, um, there is strong talk of adding AJ with Ziggler and uh, Biggie and Caitlyn, the Divas Champion, with Team Hell No, and making a a mixed tag match, winner take all. Um, and the big rumor is that apparently Ziggler, Biggie, and AJ as a trio. Are planning to be um, getting a strong push post WrestleMania. Um, I don't know if that means as a tag team or if that means just overall they're going to get a lot of face time on television, or um, if it means uh, that uh, Ziggler's is going to cash in and, and have you know maybe multiple championships. It's quite ironic that AJ is on the WrestleMania Diary. Um, This week on WWE.com because she's a New Jersey girl and I think it's kind of foreshadowing that they might put her in the match and we will see Ziggler and uh, Biggie. I'm going with a Ziggler and Biggie Langston. The logical answer I'm going with a Ziggler Biggie Langston win for my prediction and, and, and AJ too because I think they'll insert her in the match. They'll have all the gold. However, what I would like to see is Ziggler and Biggie kind of lose this match so that Ziggler can cash in later and actually get the title so you can create that WrestleMania moment because I'm going to be there in attendance at MetLife Stadium and I want to see it so badly. And, and you know that that that's what I want to see personally. But other than that, I think it's going to be
1: a solid tag team match. I, I think I want to see him win and cash in. I, that would be cool I, too. I want to see him ha- like them have everything. They got the, that the world, cool the too. world title, the tag titles, and the diva title, and that. You know, for a guy that you know, still, still building. Still, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we all like what Ziggler brings, but you know, he's he's not, you know, he's not a future Hall of Famer at this point. You know, he's no. still they're still building him, uh, still building all these guys. Yeah. Uh, for those guys to be walking around with all the gold, and you know, they don't have to keep it long. You know, we've seen that before. Uh, but I think that would be very intriguing if those those three come out of WrestleMania all holding gold. I would love to see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's going to be, it's that's going to be my prediction. My prediction is going to be that they're going to win the tag belts. If they insert AJ, she's going to win the diva, and at some point we're going to see Ziggler cash in, and he's going to take the world title, which leads us to the world title match. And that, what we call in the business is a segue. Again. we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Probably this match, which is is very interesting, I would say the best build. The best build to WrestleMania. Uh, Consistent. Consistent. Yeah. Uh, It's been a nice uh, slow burn, as they say. Uh, It has been a a good storyline. They've done a good job at building Swagger back up to a legit uh, number one contender. Uh, Zeb has been great helping that along. Uh, Del rios they've done a tremendous job. You know, when we've compared, like, face turns with Del Rio and other guys, Del Rio's face turn has been tremendous. Uh, inserting Rodriguez, getting his ankle broken was was a great job uh the beat down with the crutch I mean you can go on and on it's been a great build to these two again it 's not only about the title it's got a real personal feel to it right now um, immigration
3: laws apparently
1: <laughs> yeah and and that's just it you know we, we talked a little bit about Glenn Beck getting involved and and you know any time and, and wrestling doesn 't do it as much as they used to years ago, but that's always good man when you when you're in wrestling and you're tapping into. Certain things that are legit controversial in in the mainstream I, that's that's when wrestling is is good. You know that's what you want to see. You want to see them kind of tackle those those real significant issues, kind of kind of push those buttons a little bit. And it, it's been edgy, uh, but it's been good. And to be honest, you know, Glenn Beck can say what he wants, but I know people, I know people that would idolize everything that Uncle Zed is saying. they would they would totally agree with them. They would vote for him probably for office. So as much as Zeb is is an exaggeration of of some, as is I know people that will totally support him. So it's a great character. I, I like what they've done, and I'm I'm looking forward to the match. The interesting thing about this match is to me there's a lot of pressure for them to come through after such a build and such a good build. You don't want to leave them flat, but I, I think this is going to be a good match.
3: I think it'll be a solid match. And from what I understand, as of this taping, that the, you know, the, the rumors are that they've released times on these matches, and one of the times is uh, for this match was 15 minutes uh, for Del Rio and Swagger. Um, I think what helped in the beginning was that mainstream press that you know Glenn Bre- Glenn Beck and his comments towards this. Controversial character that Swagger and Zolt Seb Coulter, Dutch Mantell are playing really helped with this storyline and bring attention to people that you know. I mean, that, w- that was you know seven weeks ago with, del- with 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 that with Del Rio and a lot has happened with this storyline in terms of you know build in the in these seven weeks um, with Glenn Beck and then of course you know Swagger got arrested for a, 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 a D- DWI um, you know possession of marijuana. Um, I think Swagger's gonna. I think. I the rumor is is that I it's Swagger is going to win the title and Ziggler will cash in on him the old bait and switch um, but I think Del Rio will win the match I think they want to from what I understand going forward they want to establish Del Rio as like the centerpiece of the world title picture um, and uh, my
1: prediction is uh, is Del Rio winning it he's gonna he's gonna beat Swagger. Uh, we're just agreeing too much. I kind of agree with you. I think Del Rio goes over, but we, like I said, I think we have the cash in, but, uh, Del Rio, and again, you know, as they're building him as, as a baby face and, uh, you know, who knows what the condition of Ray Mysterio is going forward. So that, that Latino baby face, they, they want to keep. And, uh, I, I just, yeah, I think Del Rio wins, but, uh, you know, he's got to go over the guy who is, uh, telling him he just doesn't belong in this country. Yeah. So, uh, he wins, and uh, we get a cash-in, which would, would just be tremendous. At least that's <laughs> our predictions on that. And moving on to other match, you know, we were able to hit, take, or punk. But, you know, it's interesting. And, and you go around, and, you, and the critics, and, you know, it's funny, because sometimes the people who are negative are uh, the most vocal. And you hear a lot of Triple H criticism. You, you go around, people... Uh, not happy with him, don't like him, he's a glory hound, he's obviously, he has to put himself in the limelight, yada, yada, yada. And as we're doing this show and as we're talking to people and we're asking them, what match are you looking forward to? The the one match we're hearing more than anyone else is Triple H, Brock Lesnar. And, you know, that's what Triple H is good at. You know, when Triple H is playing that intense card, that's that's Triple H's forte, you know. Another guy who... He's a little better at it, I guess, maybe than a John Cena. But same thing. I'm not crazy when when Triple H is doing the goofy, ha-ha, funny-making jokes Triple H. I like pissed off, intense, I am the game, Triple H. You know, and, the, and the chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie I have not seen. Good. Nor nor will I. Neither have I. Um, but, yeah, more consistently than anything else, we've asked a bunch of people what, what you're asking. Even on this show today, callers calling in people are looking forward to this match. And I think part of the intensity helps by an accident. As we talked a bit about, uh, punk and, and taker, you know, Paul bearers passing on has added some juice to this rivalry. Uh, some literal juice, an accident, Brock Lesnar gets his head split open and that just added to, to the match. I mean, I just remember us going nuts on the, on the thread on Facebook. Um, it just added such an intensity to it. And, uh, you know, it's just you got this this visceral hatred. Heyman is great in the, in the whole buildup. And a lot of people looking forward to this match. And I'm looking forward to it, too, because I think it's a match that we're just going to basically see a fight. Uh, we're not going to see a lot of technical stuff. We'll probably see some holds and stuff. But it, this is going to be a fight. This, this, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this match as well. This is the match.
3: I mean, we talked about it in pre-show meetings. And we've even talked about it on this show, you know. With, with the stipulation that Triple H is putting his career on the line, a lot of people are con, are convinced he won't lose this match. He'll get his heat back. He lost to Lesnar at SummerSlam. Uh, I'm kind of going in a different direction now. After you know, really kind of scoping out the landscape for WrestleMania, um, this is the match now more than ever that I see where this is the match that's going to get people talking. Is he really going to retire? I mean Lesnar signed on for a two year deal with the WWE up until WrestleMania thirty one, I believe. I don't know the extent amount of dates he's going to work, but he is basically there to help draw pay per view buys and uh, you know, have, you know, obviously good, exciting matches and work with certain guys, you know, that, that they want him to work with. Um and Triple H, you know, he's he's been groomed for the corporate role, so to speak. Um I think that they want to create a, like another WrestleMania moment with him where he does retire. He loses this match and they really put Brock over as this monster killer um even if he if he's not already one to begin with. Um and he gets that kind of send off like Triple H and, or excuse me like Rick Flair and Shawn Michaels had in years past where you know he tries to milk a pop and tries to cry and the audience will, you know, Finally, you know, they'll clap for him and and come to their feet. And, you know, he works for the company. He's the COO, you know, behind the scenes. So they can always find a way to get him back on television to, you know, build up to, you know, a coming out of retirement match for him if they wanted to. Um, I'm not predicting that Brock Lesnar is going to win, but this is the one match where, as opposed to in years past the the streak with The Undertaker, where you've kind of questioned, like, ooh, is he really going to win? Like, especially last year when, with the Hell in the Cell with Triple H, you wondered going into it, is this really Undertaker's last match? Like, could, like, it's possible Hunter could beat him. And, of course, they showed that they could get us thinking that, like, during that match. I think it's along the lines of the build, this match with triple h and brock lesnar that people are starting to wonder is he gonna you know i mean Shawn michaels is gonna be in his corner which is gonna add you know some some excitement entertainment and drama to the match of course you got paul Heyman involved and uh you know i'm going with the triple h win here but it would not surprise me if brock lesnar won and triple h was quote-unquote retired but of course they could find a million different ways to bring him back into the storyline and have a match. Cause I, I, I have a feeling that they're going to need him down the road.
1: Then you've tuned into the warm and fuzzy edition of the Ken Reedy show. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you. And it's funny that you said it, cause you know, and you, you don't know where the, and that's the, the thing is you don't know where triple H is health wise, nagging injury wise, even between the years, you don't know what he's thinking. Um, you know, is he ready to retire? You, you know, does he want to be sent out like this? Um, I would agree. If my head, if I'm putting money down and saying, all right, I want to bet you, yeah, my money's going on Triple H winning this match. Uh, he's coming back for vengeance. He had, uh, you know, his, his arm broken. Uh, he's going to win this match. He's not going to be retired this way. Um, if he was ready to retire and if this is how he was going to do it, um, I, w- I would love to see the Heyman promo play itself out. I would love to see that happen. I would love to see Triple H forced into retirement. Triple H gets bitter as as time goes on. They have Triple H in the locker room, kind of snapping at people, uh, people saying, "What's wrong with you? Nothing's wrong with me. Get away from me." You know a slow evolution as as they as he moves into the corporate world um, and perhaps Vince is backing away. You know that that maybe we see Triple H move into a Mr. McMahon kind of role, uh, a heel COO. I mean, I, I've i always liked Triple H. I've always been a big fan. And I always saw that Triple H had, had a real masterful handle on the heel psychology and, and how to, to play that heel. And he's never played a heel that wouldn't be getting physical. And I would love to see how he would tackle the role of being the the heel c o o the heel office guy, yeah um so I would love to see like if if heyman's promo was a glimpse into the script for the next few months, I think that would be tremendous. I would love to yeah. see the evolution of triple h becoming just a a mean, bitter guy, and like you said, they could always figure out a way to bring him out of retirement they could bring they could bring Michaels back and say, you know. Man, you know, like, why are you acting like this? It's not right. And, and they get in a squabble uh, backstage, and somehow it's like, hell, I'm the COO. I'm having one more match, and, and whatever. And he and he yeah. has, like, and they both have coming out of retirement match, one last match between the two of them. A coming out party for DX. There, yeah, you, there's so many things you, you could do if you, if you really wanted to bring them back. People have come out of retirement before. Um, Terry, you know, Terry Funk made a living out of coming yeah. <laughs> out of retirement
3: He's come out of retirement just
1: about as old as he is And you could, <laughs> you could do something at the match Where you know Shawn Michaels does something That causes Triple H to lose the match that yeah. Michaels does something where he thinks he's helping And somehow distracts Triple H or something Where you know maybe you see that down the road Who knows, there's, to me creatively There's so many directions you could go even though it looks finite, he retires if he loses. But I think that opens yourself up to a lot of different directions, creatively speaking, if he were to lose. However, that's me talking about what I w- might want to see and what I think would make for good, compelling television. If I'm laying down the money, if I got $10 on me and saying I'm betting on this match, I'm betting Triple H is going to go over and he's not going to retire this this WrestleMania. At least not yet. Um so there you have it, so we're in agreement on that match let's, wow. uh, It's pretty amazing Let's talk uh, Let's talk Shield and uh, The six man tag We got, uh, again Interesting build to this match uh, Adding Big Show Which uh, I- I've liked that kind of build And how they finally have inserted him um, Should be an interesting match uh, Should be a good match Curious to see what the Shield's going to bring To the table on, on the big stage
3: yeah, I mean, uh, they they seem to have delivered every time they've had a high profile match. You know, they've only had like three or four matches on you know a couple pay per views and, and I think like one on tel- on television, two on television. But uh, they've, they 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 they've delivered on the big high profile matches the pay per views. Um, so I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing you know how this is going to play out. Um, the 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 tension between Orton and Big Show and Sheamus. It's um, it's expected, um, you know, I just, I, I kind of like how, you know, it took them a little while to trust Big Show, I don't think Big Show's going to turn on them. I think we're going to see either a Randy Orton heel turn, or, or a Seamus heel turn, both acts have been kind of stale, a lot of people haven't brought Seamus up as a heel turn, somebody I know personally mentioned it, and I thought to myself, you know what, that's actually probably a good idea to kind of throw a monkey in the wrench, because his act has been kind of stale too, so um, I... uh I expect the Shield to go over on this one. It, it it, honestly, it will not hurt either those, Randy Orton, Big Show, and Sheamus if they lose this match. You know they've got enough credibility in the WWE and what they've built their reputations on to 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 lose a match. Um, So uh, I'm going with I'm going with the Shield to 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 win this one, and I'm expecting it to be a pretty solid match. And from what I heard, they're supposed to get like 15 minutes for their match as well. I wonder if the Shield's going to come through the crowd though. That's a, that's a that's a long walk in the stadium.
1: <laughs> that's a good question. You know? yeah, they, they they start like in, in the middle of the event and then just coming down. They
3: should they just, scale. They should repel from the 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 scaffolding structure. They should have them hiding up there and they should just repel from the scaffolding structure. Like well, have a helicopter. See, somebody you know, brought that up too. That would really? be like
1: pretty cool too. Yeah, somebody I knew brought that up. Yeah, um, yeah I, I kind of expect the shield to go over. There's too many. Uh, things that could go wrong, and, and I do expect to, to have a heel turn uh, in that group. Um, you know, I, again, if I'm, I'm a betting man, I'd probably go with Orton. Uh, Orton's due. Orton's due to go heel again. Um, you know, man, I mean, Sheamus would be interesting. I like Sheamus a lot better as a heel, but uh, I would pick Orton. I think you're going to have just some dissension in the ranks. Uh, you know, you're building the shield as uh, this this big, menacing faction, and you know i I know that like they they've they've won their matches, and uh you know you think that like the good guys should finally vanquish the foe, but not yet uh I think you still need to build the shield, and this being on a big stage, a high profile match uh you know the you know the only way the only way the shield loses is if they lose the match, and somehow when the match ends, they decimate the three guys, um so they're still out there. They're still standing strong at the end of the match. So maybe they get the L in the record books and they get the loser's share of the purse. They but, lost the battle but they won the yeah, war. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Um But so I mean my prediction I guess is I'm gonna see we're gonna see the Shield walking off victorious, whether it's winning the match or, or just like you said, winning the war. Um, wow, this is a as far big as love mess. mess yeah, it with the, really is. <laughs> with, the, with the predictions. Uh, now, this is interesting. <laughs> now, I'm going to go here because as far as heel turns, and, and we're talking a little bit about this, and, and we said that we would, you know, at times we, we put the kibosh on it. The only way that I think a loss, a straight up loss by the Shield would be okay, and they could still look strong at the end, is if. And I know it's a bit of a rip-off, and I know we've seen it before, but it would, I still think it would be cool. Is if in the, WrestleMania, in the main event that we have Cena turn, the Shield helps him, and WrestleMania ends with heel Cena and the Shield standing victorious over a broken rock holding aloft the WWE championship. I get it. I know why people say, oh, God, it's such an NWO rip-off. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand that. It still would be cool if I'm sitting in MetLife Stadium and that's how WrestleMania ends. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm excited to see where exactly they're going to go with it. Um, I, I tend to doubt it's going to happen, but I think that that is a way you could have the Shield lose straight up, but then come out of WrestleMania still looking strong. Obviously, which leads us to the championship match. And uh, did we skip? I swear we skipped the match. Didn't we have something
3: to? discuss real quickly
1: i don't know we'll, we'll just we, we we got 20 minutes left let's oh, okay. we'll, we'll talk cena all right okay uh, uh, i was just it just kind of popped in my head cena right. cena rock uh you know going into that championship match um yeah it's it's interesting and we've talked and it's funny because we've k the uh the heel turn a lot i'm surprised mr is not calling in. Uh, yeah he if, if you're that. there you want because we got like 20 minutes left you want to call and talk this uh and it didn't look like it's going to happen. And here's my thought on Cena turning heel. you know. And again, I'd probably say if I, if you get, put a gun to my head and said I had to put money on it, I'd probably say, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. However, if it were to happen, it seems like this might be the best time for it to happen, or at least they're setting up for it. A couple reasons I think this. One, they're painting themselves into a corner a little bit. Uh, if Cena were to lose, let's just say he loses, are we really going to have again contrite? Gee, golly, shucks! I lost to like the, you know the biggest. I mean, we've had two years in a row with him. I need this match. I have to win. You know, desperation is the sign of a heel, and we're getting this like desperate tone out of John Cena. So, if he were to lose, to me, it, it just would make sense to kind of make him. Pissed off afterwards to to kind of go, if not total heel turn, a little edgier. What, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean,
3: there's a few different ways they could go with this if they were to turn him heel. Um, I think we've discussed it before, but uh, you know, like the, the the full turn with the Shield um, at WrestleMania would be interesting, or if the Shield helped him win, and you know, there was some sort of schmaz of a finish where the referee didn't see it and Cena didn't see it because he was knocked out and somehow he got the win and uh, you know he he didn't realize it but he gave and this is actually kind of a takeoff of Kevin Nash and Goldberg where he gave Rock a rematch at Extreme Rules the next month and then the Shield helps him win again and it comes out that you know he's the leader that like he's he, he wasn't the leader with them all along because he had taken a few beatings from them, but he ended up becoming the guy that you know is, is, that they're working for, the new guy that they're working because they are hired guns. They started with Heyman. You could say that he had worked with him. But they got to find somebody to replace him, and Rock's not around all the time. Neither is Undertaker. Neither is Chris Jericho. Neither is Triple H. Neither is Brock Lesnar. So you have a lot of guys that could fill that babyface role, that number one babyface role, but they're not regular guys. They're part-time guys. Um, there's one guy in the roster I think could possibly do that. And it would give him a shot in the arm is Ryback. Um, if you were to insert him into that role, the rumor is, is that if Cena wins the belt on Sunday, they're going to go Cena Ryback in the springtime, um, which would be a fresh matchup. I would be interested in seeing that whether it's face versus face or baby face versus a heel. Um, like you said, if you put a gun to my head and told me that, uh, you know, that, that this heel turn is going to happen, you know, or not going to happen, I would agree with you. Um, but you know, not going back on under Undertaker and Punk and Triple H and Brock Lesnar, but you got these three big marquee matches. And with the way the build has been for WrestleMania, and it's kind of been up and down and iffy, and a lot of matches been thrown together, like I have a feeling that they 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 might blow us out of the water from an in ring standpoint and entertainment standpoint with this card. But as far as like big things happening, like I think something big is going to happen. Whether CM Punk ends the streak. Triple H retires, or if John Cena turns heel, one of those three, in my, I'm predicting, is going to take place. I'm gonna go with John Cena winning the championship and defeating The Rock, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did a rematch at Extreme Rules because The Rock is scheduled for that pay per view.
1: And that's just it. And you bring up like a good point. You know, so I said John Cena loses. John Cena loses. Are we gonna have contrite? You know, oh gee dolly, I lost. John Cena wins. Are we going to see John Cena win clean? Two matches in a row because again you're saying Rock is part time. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna not gonna have Cena win. Get his Rock gets his rematch and and beat Cena. We're not gonna see that flip flop and I don't think we're gonna see Cena win twice in a row over the Rock clean. Yeah. So to me that kind of loans itself to all right. Well then maybe he's gonna cheat to win or like you said maybe you know. An unwilling participant of, of something at WrestleMania. But then at Extreme Rules we find out he really is part of it. So, I don't know. I, You know what? I'm saying it. I, I'm going to say it. Wow. He, he's turning heel. Wow. John Cena, if not at WrestleMania, by Extreme Rules. But in 2013, we're going to see John Cena turn heel. And what John Cena is going to do as a heel is, like you're saying, he's going to help put the next big baby face over. And perhaps that's Ryback. Maybe it's someone we're not looking at, yeah. but John Cena is going to look to the. He's going to help the company move to the future, and he's going to have this major heel turn, and he's going to help build the baby face for the future, the next face of the company. So I'm going to wow, say right here, bold. he will turn heel. That is bold. I'm not saying it definitely at WrestleMania, but I'm saying.
3: Between now Mr. and probably extreme Mr. Trivia is probably ripping the wood paneling off the <laughs> walls right now. Like, yes, he finally agreed with me. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have
1: said it here. He's definitely he's going to turn him. <laughs> We're going to see John Cena heel. And, and, don't- just, and there, are a lot, there are other factors also. The promo that we saw with, with The Rock saying, you know, the people, the people. It's about the will of the people. You can't win because of the people. Blah, blah, blah. It's just gonna be it just loans itself to I don't care about the people. The people turn their back on me. I don't care about them. I don't care what they think. So I I, I think just everything's been setting up that way, getting rock uh, rock bottomed at the uh the uh what debate, whatever they called it. It wasn't point counterpoint, what was it? the The de- Legends Q and A. The Legends Q and A. Um at least he wasn't eviscerated, but Oh, yeah, there we go. (laughs) We had that discussion on Tuesday. But he, uh, you know, it just, that that look, that look on his face was very similar to the look they had on, uh, that he had on his face on the ramp, Um, you know, last year. The biggest factor that I look at as far as him turning heel is the fact that if John Cena goes over at WrestleMania, and, you know, predicting, I think he's going to. I think Cena's going to win at WrestleMania. John Cena beating The Rock at WrestleMania in MetLife Stadium will get booed out of the building. Oh, the Northeast. He, hates it is it. going now as a company creatively and do you want the end of your biggest event over the course of the year to end with your like you're saying your top face, the face of the company holding aloft your title? getting absolutely booed out of the stadium. And I don't think like, I don't think we're talking 50, 50 at MetLife. No, I think we're, we're talking 99. Yeah, one. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? So I
3: think that's including the people to sell the hot dogs too. <laughs> um, I came up with an idea actually. It was interesting because there was a lot of talk early on in this road to WrestleMania that the undertaker might not be involved in WrestleMania. Um, and I think that was a lot of talk just to get people talking, but, um, I, I if I had thought of an idea that if they didn't decide to do Undertaker and CM Punk and Undertaker wasn't going to be on the card. And of course they close out the show with The Rock and John Cena. Um, you know, Undertaker takes a year off on the you know for WrestleMania you know, in WrestleMania and John Cena and The Rock have their match, Cena wins, no heel turn, you know, I didn't have that in the in the cards, but the lights go out, the gong, the smoke, the fire, Undertaker shows up, choke slams Cena. And then he points to the new sign that says WrestleMania 30 on the big Titan Tron. And then you set up Taker's retirement match against basically the face of the company, John Cena. And that would be Taker's way to go out is against the face of the company, like a John Cena. And then you have that moment where, like, you. You're not booing John Cena out of the building. You you just popped tremendously that the Undertaker made a surprise return at WrestleMania to basically say, I'm going to be there next year, and I want you next year. And you could build an Undertaker retirement match similar to how they built Rock Cena once in a lifetime for last year, a year in advance.
1: You know? That, that would work, and that definitely would work. Stanford,
3: I am unemployed, okay? <laughs> I have no problem taking public transportation to the office. That's all. That would be a cool moment. I work for DVDs, T-shirts, and a little cash on the side.
1: That would that would be a, a very cool moment. Uh, yeah, I would agree. That would be neat. I, I don't know if I I'd see it happening, but I I wouldn't mind it. I, I think that would be neat, and that would definitely kind of everyone goes. Well, oh my yeah. god!
3: Undertaker showed up at WrestleMania. As soon as the
1: three count hits and the crowd's like about to boo the hell out of the him, that, that would totally work. You know? That would be cool. Yeah. Who knows? But I'm—he's uh, turning heel. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that Mister. That, that, that's gonna my a prediction. A we're gonna—we're gonna, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see it this year. And it's funny because it. like, and we talked about the number one baby face and the match we did actually miss, and we can talk. It's, we're kind of going all over the place, but <laughs> yeah, I mean the the, the one match, uh, Ryback and Mark Henry, and as we're talking, Ryback the heir apparent, uh, perhaps maybe. maybe the the new uh, face of the company, definitely a. Uh, when we look back on on being a kid and, and looking at the larger than life uh heroes so to speak characters that uh were the the mainstay of the companies you know if he's uh the guy he definitely has that superhero kind of quality to him um I'm expecting this match to be very entertaining uh hard hitting and if we're talking about him, perhaps being the next guy, the guy that Cena will pass the torch off to to be the next baby face or the, excuse saying the the face of the company. Um I expect that we're gonna have not significant as far as like storyline and drama, but we're gonna have a very significant WrestleMania moment because uh I I just I'm looking forward to seeing Ryback try and get Mark Henry up. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um I think that's what this match is designed
3: for. Ryback's kind of hill low point since the Shield debuted. He's been on the short end of, you know, the losing stick with the shield. Um, And I think he needs this. And Mark Henry is, you know, he's a legitimate monster and it would help Ryback and it wouldn't hurt Mark Henry that he lost this match. And Mark Henry, he's not going to be around forever. I I figure Mark Henry's probably got another year or so before he decides to take a step back. Apparently there was talk that last year would have been his last year in the company, but apparently he's still got a few things he wants to accomplish in-ring wise. And I think this is one of them is helping put over Ryback as the next big monster. In that company, Kane's not going to be around forever. We made it clear Undertaker's not going to be around forever, and neither is Big Show. So you have to have a name that's going to be like a larger than life monster character, and I think that's going to be Ryback. And you know maybe this this move for Ryback to be the next guy, um, you know, starts from a win against Mark Henry at WrestleMania, and especially if he shell shocks Mark Henry. I mean, imagine seventy five thousand people witness. I mean, it would be huge.
1: So. That'd be tremendous. And I'm it, going it, right back to win, by the way. That's my prediction. I am, too. And I think that, you know, it's a Have good we gotten them all right? It, have we agreed on everything? I, I think we agree agreed on it. Aside from, like, whether, you know, if, if Cena turns heel or not. If Cena heel or, or, nuts, heel or, or not. Like I on... said, definitely. But, yeah, I think all the the winners were... We're uh, we're in agreement. Big here. old love fest. Yeah, it here, really man. is. It's rare we do that because we've done predictions on uh, I quite come a into, number of I come into the studio and it's like a Big old love fest. You know, <laughs> you sing. I, I you know
3: I, I I do a Paul Bear impression. Then we got a big old love fest. We got tissues over here. Christ <laughs> Almighty!
1: But we've reached that time. We're almost. A- it's so exciting. It's WrestleMania weekend. We are thrilled, and we have a very special. <laughs>
3: The, the Ken Reedy Show, nod the approval.
1: So we we uh you know each and every week we do something in in the wrestling business. We give something a, a nod, something that we like, something we looked at. Maybe on TV, maybe elsewhere. We just nod and said. uh that works, and, and you know, there's there's been a, we, we talked on uh, the last show a lot about the year that it's been, and and in Miami saying, why not us, and uh, you know, mantras of why not us, and keep plugging away, and making connections, and, and hustling, and you know, trying to get as far as we can go with, with this show, and, and you guys have all called in and, and supported us, and it, it's great to see you be able to be sitting here at the mic saying, like referring to a fan base. Like that, I think is just awesome. Like our fan base, and we have, and I've told people we have the most loyal, uh, rabid uh, fans, uh, uh, more than maybe any other radio show out there. Because our fans are just a wacky group, and uh, they they uh, support us, and it's it's been just such a great year to see how far we can go. And uh, but there's one person that has been a fan, and he's also been a tremendous help to the show over the course of the year, and has gotten us a lot. And so we're giving a special nod uh this week and, and it's a collective nod and uh this this nod's going out to cameraman carlos uh our buddy carlos who has uh helped us out a lot on the show and um he's helped get us a lot of guests uh he also is the producer for nwa on fire and has brought me in as a commentator and uh He's done a lot for us. So, so Dave, a uh, very special nod, a WrestleMania nod of approval yes. goes to Cameraman Carlos.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, Carlos, if you're listening, I want to thank you for uh, for, for really uh, taking care of us uh, Thursday evening at the uh, the Pro Wrestling Syndicate show, um, you know, helping us out, introducing us to some people and helping us get some contacts and helping our show out, and you do a tremendous job with your camera work and for everything you've done for this show, and I can't thank you enough, I couldn't thank you enough last night, and I'm going to continue not thanking you enough, and if, you know, our producer wants to hashtag it on the Facebook that I can't thank Carlos enough, by all means, be my guest, thank you again, Carlos, you you definitely got my nod of approval.
1: Yeah, he gets our collective special WrestleMania edition nod of approval, I mean... You know, not only like the PWS, he introduces us to Marty Gennetti, which was yeah. great, and it's amazing. And you guys, you know, hire find Cameron and Carlos on Facebook because he he does weddings and bar mitzvahs and all that other sort of good stuff too. But he's like so. In the, the wrestling business, and he's so helpful to everybody, and, and it's amazing. Like we're standing there with Carlos, and Marty Janetti comes over to Carlos to make sure he says hello. He's like
3: the mayor. Yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, like uh, people I know he, knew him. Not he, not saying that, he, that people shouldn't know him, but it was it was quite interesting. That, you know, it's like oh, gotta go say hello to Carlos.
1: Marty Janetti too. Like you know, Carlos is uh, Carlos helped get us Cahagas when he first won the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Carlos helped us get Rob Conway uh, with our producer and Carlos worked together to bring Conway in when he won the NWA world heavyweight championship. Uh, he's gotten us a lot of the NWA guests that we've had on the show. He's, he's helped get us. He's helped introduce us to a lot of different people in the business. Um, he's just been a a real big help to the show in, in assisting us in networking. And he's, he's a guy that just, you know, he believes in the cause. So he's all willing to help us. And, uh, you know we help each other out but he he's very selfless in in helping he doesn't uh you know it's not like he's he thinks he's going to get screwed over or it, you know he just he helps without really asking for anything and and he's just been a great supporter of the show and and it's rare we do this it's rare we do something where we give uh somebody we we know Legit. Uh, this is know. WrestleMania
3: weekend. We could have thanked, you know, we we could have given a not a not of approval to the WWE for helping create like we did last year, you know. But yeah. I mean, Car- Carlos, you really, you know, you really helped us out and took care of us, and you know, like I said, you know, thank you so much. Yeah, and
1: I'm just looking forward to continue to work with Carlos and uh, anything
3: we could do you for know. you, please. You know. So and again, like I know. said,
1: if you need something filmed, uh, he's a great cameraman. He does all the editing for NWA on Fire. Uh, TV show and he just except for the f bomb you dropped on yeah TV. He, he didn't he wasn't producing <laughs> he wasn't that producing show. that episode <laughs> he also does camera work for H O H for Tommy Dreamer uh, he's he's doing some camera work for P W S he's done work for the WWE uh, so I believe, he's right? done work for the WWE so he's he's all over the place in the business and he's he's helped our little old show so uh, it's been great having him aboard and uh, you know we'll help him out wherever we can but he's been a tremendous asset for us so. Uh, our special WrestleMania edition, the Nod of Approval, goes to Mr. Cameraman Carlos. The, the Ken, Ken Reed Reed Show, Show. Nod Approval. That's funny, one thing... People probably don't know about Carlos that if you're if you're in the area and you go down to the Peppermill South in, in Congress, New York on Sunday nights, <laughs> you can find Carlos singing karaoke and he does a heck of a Mambo number five. So <laughs> you you definitely want to get down and, and see Carlos jam out to Macarena Mambo, mambo number, five. number five references on the yes. Ken Reedy Show wow. Yeah, that that's impressive though. That Macarena, who thought Lubega would be part of the show today? <laughs> This show goes all over the place, and we love doing it. You know, this is great. We're running close to the end. It's been great having Dave in studio. We dissected awesome. the match a little bit uh, on our previous show, and we thought it could be a, a, a show stealer. Um, we, we didn't dissect it as much tonight because we kind of dissected it earlier. But predictions, what are you looking for from Pandango I think it's and gonna, Jericho? I think it's going to be a
3: competitive match, um, back and forth. I think it's it's designed to help to get the character over, and I'm going with a bold prediction that Bon Don Gold, oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, is going to be Chris Jericho. And the love fest continues. <laughs> wow, I really thought you were going with Jericho. No, oh my God. I'm not, because Jericho to me is one of the guys that gets it. He's a guy that understands that I can lose and I can help put a guy over. I think he's keenly aware of his age and I think he's, he loves the wrestling business, but his heart might be more in Fozzy, so he can do more for the business. Putting a young guy over, uh, you know, Jericho is always going to be Jericho. Jericho's not going to lose anything losing to Fandango. Fandango is going to gain the world by beating Jericho at WrestleMania. Uh, I I think that Jericho is a very unselfish performer. Uh, it works. It makes sense. You don't need Jericho to go over. Fandango kind of needs it. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there. So, yeah, it's across the board right now. We we wow. all agree on This is a first. We've the always matches.
3: disagreed on certain matches, and, you know, we've hit a stride or but this has got to be a Ken Reedy show first. Hashtag that, too. Ken Reedy yeah. show first.
1: It is. It's got to be the first. I mean, we, we've agreed on, like, like, most matches before, but in not, certain, but not every one. Every we've match. never had this, so. Wow, that's
3: interesting. It's it's. You know what would be interesting is if we agreed on every match, and then every match was absolutely wrong (laughs) on the
1: WrestleMania card. (laughs) I tell you, we I used to be here for WrestleMania, and one WrestleMania, we bet a shot on every match. I got every match wrong. I got <laughs> every like eleven wrong. matches wrong. Like, <laughs> oh my god. It was I didn't I honestly did not remember like the final match the next night. It was just <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And it was one of those things and that's why we talked about today, like prediction versus where your heart wants to see things go, because that night I was predicting creatively how I wanted to see things go and I wasn't thinking logically. Quick I just got everything wrong. Quick quick story. When I went to WrestleMania twenty four in Orlando
3: um, they had nine matches on the card, and I got up during every match to get beer, and I got two beers during each match. Those are for myself. Screw my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and I, had, I got so drunk, I don't even remember the last match. I had to go back. I had to wait for the DVD to come out. It was terrible. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't bet anything. I, I spent a lot of money on beer, but uh, it was a good time.
1: Yeah. So we here. We go. We're here. We're on our way. It's WrestleMania time. We are so excited to be part of WrestleMania 29. And all its festivities, again, thank you to Carlos uh, for being a part of the show and helping us network. Great job, PWS. But it's WrestleMania time, the show of shows. You guys, we hope to see you in the parking lot for the tailgate checkout on Facebook. Where parking lot? Dave, in the studio, it was great having you aboard. Thank you, I loved it. Everybody, enjoy your WrestleMania. For Dave, I am Ken. Thank you all, and good night.